Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to another edition of Oh Man, That's Awful. Coming to you from the luxurious studios of Radio Titans in Los Angeles, I wonder who co-hosts Carl Kozlowski, and with me is... Kevin Corcoran. And our deluxe uh, wizard of sound... Dr. David Robinson. Okay, so today we are bringing you a woman who is a professional actress, writer, comedian, and voice artist based in Toronto and Los Angeles. She has created and toured eight solo comedy shows across the U.S. and Canada. Her fifth show, Not Getting It, was made into a one-hour comedy special, The Comedy Network, for which she was nominated for her first Canadian Comedy Award. Her shows, Suddenly Mommy and Milf Life Crisis, play across North America to rave reviews. Emory is a Second City alumna, has a long list of film and television credits, and is an award-winning screenwriter. As a stand-up, our guest Anna Marie Scheffler plays various venues, and her comedy album is available on iTunes and can be heard on Sirius Radio XM. Follow that girl. So, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you Anne Marie Scheffler. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Kevin. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think it's time we we got rid of the alumna, alumni, alumnus? Gender specific okay. Latin. Don't you think it's time yeah. we just made it a gender neutral sure. alum? Just like uh, you know, we're all hu- humankind or whatever your fine leader <laughs> wants to say. Yeah, I think you're right. It's true. It's true. Let's see if we can fix that. Let's see if we can ever go. Everyone is on board. Get on it. I'll get <laughs> we'll get Justin Trudeau involved immediately. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We like He's to champion. Cute. He should be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we like to champion social causes on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a very powerful cause there. Yeah, you know, and, and besides, I mean, you guys uh, certainly have a, a more uh, telegenic and photogenic and just humanogenic uh, leader up there than we do. I gotta say, I know, I know. You know, when uh, Trudeau was elected, um, I was in California at the time, and you know, we were all praying, all us the mm-hmm. Canadian Canadians in LA, we were all praying, and of course, Trudeau got in, and we were so happy. And then, because I have a show called MILF Life Crisis, um, I started to put on Facebook, P-M-I-L-F, like Prime Minister, <laughs> I'd like to... Oh, well. P-MILF. Like, what? we're all celebrating. He's so sexy. We'd all like to, uh, you know, well. Facebook him. Facebook him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You don't have the same feeling for, uh, for our leader? Pardon me, Carl? You don't have the same uh, attraction for our leader? Uh, he's not your your leader. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. The big orange potato. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah, don't find it's... power sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you think? Yeah, I'd be sexy, but he doesn't seem that powerful. He just seems angry. Out of uh, angry, he's angry. He does puffy. Is that? Seems... Yeah. So are we still are we still ringing the bell whenever you say, "Oh man, that's awful." Uh, you know, I stopped because I'm too lazy to go get a bell of my own. I kept stealing it from a restaurant downstairs. We got to we got <laughs> to bring that back. Damn it! Okay, well. but also we could see Dave's eye twitch every time someone hit it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I started hitting the bell so many times I was going to go broke <laughs> if I ever really wrote the check and I did it. Right, because so. you're doing you're donating to causes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, supposedly, so I'm committing fraud as well by claiming. <laughs> So everything's out of the bag because we're here with Emery Scheffler. So, um, yeah. So basically, how did how did the show come about? Uh, and uh, then we'll ask some of your horrific stories. Okay, let me let me do some uh, some spilling here. So basically, I thought I so I mean I had this show called Not Getting It, which was like my my Bridget Bridget Jones's Diary. You know, like Sex in the City was 
kind of hot at the time. I write this show. It's a comedy special. They turn it into a comedy special. They're going to give me a TV series here in Canada. And then what do I do? Okay, you should have that bell because here we come. <laughs> I, I get pregnant and I have, you know, I start a family instead of. What? You know, you you ever do that with your career? Like, I, 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 no, I've never been pregnant or started a family myself. Carl, but... do you ever get pregnant? <laughs> All I the look time. it. I look it. All the time. <laughs> Every <the> seventh month. <laughs> Every other week, Carl's having a kid. <laughs> I don't know if it's a Canadian thing, but we what we like to do is uh, try not like success knocks on the door, and you go, "Excuse me." Uh, that's not for me. I have to run away now. <laughs> oh, I know somebody it, who's God just forbid. like that, but we won't name her. <laughs> I'm hoping she's hearing it, though. Anyway, Okay, so go ahead. Yeah. So I had a family, and then I went, wait a second, what was I doing again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was having a career. So then I wrote <laughs> Suddenly Mummy to, you know, to go back to where I was standing. And that, you know, was uh, doing very well. And, um, and then just when that was starting to get developed into a TV series and everything was going all very well then it was a oh, honey i want a divorce oh, so what? you know it's just like back at the it's the cusp when, when things for me when things are going really great um oh man that's awful <laughs> it goes south it just goes south it's so, not is um, that yeah, why you decided to name or divorced <laughs> <laughs> is that why you didn't decided to name your son fear of success <laughs> <laughs> it's a long name it's unconventional but i like it <laughs> Low self-esteem Canadian action. Um, yeah, but so so that happened with the suddenly mummy stuff, and then you know you have to kind of go through these things. So I I um uh, processed the divorce or went through that. It was very tough because I really wanted it. So you know it's not like I want a divorce. See you later. That's sort of not oh. life. It takes like two years to convince them to tr- you know try to stay or, or make you know try to make it work, oh. and so that took from. 2012 to 2014. Finally, 2014, it's like, okay, this is over. I about it, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. And then my manager, my LA manager, is like, okay, so where's the next show? And I'm like, oh, well, I think Suddenly Mommy's like the best show in the world. That's going to get me my TV series. That's going <laughs> to get me my, you know, my everything. And he's like, well, we kind of want, like, people have been, uh, I guess he had been inviting, uh, you know, execs and stuff to the, to the Suddenly Mommy shows. And he's like, they all want to know what's, uh, What's the next one? So um, I said, well, I'll, all I know is it's called Milf Life Crisis. Cause isn't, guys, isn't that a good name? That's very good. That's fantastic. Very good. And then I bought the URL. You know, when you get a good name, then you go find the URL. Oh, that's and a good feeling. It's still available. You're like, I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I bought the .com. And, uh, and then I was like, now I have to write the show. And so, like, you know, writing a show is important. You have to write the fucking part. Of, you have to do the show itself. <laughs> So I was getting ready to uh, to do another um, bunch of showcases uh, at Second City Hollywood. I had the title, I had the bookings, I had the poster, and but I just didn't have the script. And so I have a friend up here in, in Toronto who has a theater called the Red Sandcastle Theater, my friend Rosemary Doyle, who I will be drinking with later on tonight. Tell her we said hey. The Actor Awards. <laughs> What's that? Give her a big high from us. <laughs> Give her a Molson's, eh? <laughs> I will I'll give her a little bat fifty. The <laughs> bats, yeah, the bats. <laughs> Wilson's golden, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so I had to write this. The, I had to write the show because you know I was selling tickets. And then my girlfriend from New Jersey, she um, she phoned me and she said, "Listen, I didn't want to tell you this because I've been trying to make it work, but 
my husband and I are getting a divorce. And, uh, and this good friend of mine had been married for 32 years. And oh, she had yeah. five kids, and she was very Catholic and, you know, was not like her to get a divorce. So she's like, you know, it just like it's, it's over, and I'm getting in the minivan. And she had one of her, her kids with her, and she's like, I'm driving to your house. And I'm like, okay, you, you're, you can drive to my house, and you can stay with me, and we can drink and cry together. But I have to put up a show, like, in a week. So <laughs> I'm, you can't talk to me because I am, I'm writing a show. And my house was full of, uh, like, international students. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Which, sure. You know, so I had like rented out some rooms in my house to just kind of buoy me financially and keep things going and and being the crazy actress that I am, you know, things. <laughs> and <laughs> um, I was, you know, so anyway, so I was like, I was doing what I could to keep things moving. Has the house was full of international students um, and uh, my my own kids, and then my friend Erin showed up with her son and her manny van. And I said, there's no beds, man. Like, you have to sit in the, you have to sleep in the bed beside me, but you just can't talk to me so much because I'm writing. And so she's sitting in the bed beside me, and uh, we're, you know, she's looking at her Tinder and her Plenty of Fish on her iPhone. Already? <laughs> and, already! And I'm, like, writing, and she's like, I know, I know I'm not supposed to talk to you, but I just have to show you this text that I got from this guy that I've been dating. And she basically was like already, she was in, man. She was in. Like she was already dating two guys in one day. And like she was like, she was having sex. She was having, I mean, she was a few weeks, like maybe a few months ahead of me. But like I didn't, like I didn't know exactly where she was when she came to driving. It wasn't like the day that it happened. It was just sort of accumulated time and she had to get the fuck out or whatever. So, um, so I was more fresh with my divorce and she was like a, like a few months ahead of me. So she's like in the, literally sitting in my bed beside me, giving me all these sex stories and showing me, reading dirty texts to me that this guy was very graphic. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you're my show. You're my show. Wow. Wow. So, so I really I really wrote her in as a character. And in real life, her name is Erin. And in my play, in my show, uh, Kendra. And uh, people love that character because she's just like, so goes for it. Like she's like dating and she's having, you know, she's, she's just going crazy with the sex and the dating. And, and my, my main character, my, my every man is like, uh, and sad. And, you know, it's like, I don't want to be a MILF. I don't want to be single. And you have to warm yourself back into like one of my taglines and one of my posters or something like you have to warm yourself back into having sex again. Who knew? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> wow. it's not just like, Oh, it's over. Okay. What's your name? Like, right. you know, for me, I was, you know, it took a while to even wrap my head around it again. Right. Hmm. Okay. So then, um, what do you feel is like, have, have you decided like what is, uh, needs to stay private versus what you're willing to share in the show? Like how, how far is too far? Right. That's a really good question. Good Carl. question, Carl. Well, thank that's you. Really agree. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I think that because it's a comedy and because of the track record of for who I am and what I've done, my, you know, I've been writing my own shows, my solo shows since 2000, I mean, 1994 is the first time when, first one I did. So I always exaggerate it. So like I, I change names, I create it as if it's the character Anne Marie, not me. Like, you know, like I literally can get off the stage and someone will say to me like, oh my God, are you that lonely? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not that lonely. It's it's a comedy, you know, it's like, it's fiction, like it's exaggerated. <laughs> That's high praise though. You know? 
with that. It's high praise, though, when someone like kind of takes it as fact and like, I'm worried about you. <laughs> it's both high praise and concerning, yeah. yeah. It's not a documentary. Do you find it hard as like a comedian when your life is kind of falling apart? I'm speaking generally, of course. Uh, When one's life is falling apart to be funny, you know, and I'm sure it's kind of two sides of a coin where way, but also don't you find it somewhat difficult to flip that? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. For sure. For sure. And that's why there are times when you don't go out, you know, you don't, you're not, you know, doing open mic nights or anything Mm -hmm. because you're at home crying. What's the deal with soul crushing (laughs) depression, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but the the best part, of course, is when you fall, like, you fall through the bottom, you know, you fall Mm -hmm. through the bottom and it gets really funny. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Do you ever do that? (laughs) Yeah. And you kind of like appropriate the pain sort of. Yeah, yeah, and then you, you shine light on it, and you're like, this is fucking ridiculous. I can't believe I'm crying about, you know, being ghosted with this 36-year-old guy who I don't even remember his last name. Like, like you know, then you put things in just perspective or whatever. That circles back around. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So um, so then how much of the time are you based in Toronto? How much of the time in L.A.? Because you were saying you got this idea while you were in L.A., correct? For the show? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, that's uh-huh. right. So it's like 50-50. It's pretty, uh-huh. you know, half. And um, so I did do the show in L.A., um, and I, I'm doing it again in L.A. Uh, in March um, March 22nd Okay. at, at uh, Second City Hollywood. And, um, and, and as a result, like when I did write the show and I put it up, I first, uh, you know, I previewed it or I debuted it in Toronto, and, I, and then I brought it to Los Angeles. And, um, you know, as a result, my manager was very happy. And since then, it's, it's actually also tour. I tour that show and it tours like, you know, cities in, in Canada mostly. I do it at Second City Chicago. Again, I'm a Second City alumna, alumni, alumni. I'm one from the Chicago one, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. alumni, but yeah. You see how much complicated, how much more complicated <laughs> this has to be than, yeah, come on. <laughs> But Latin is great. Latin is great. We just are we still doing this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> it's a dead language. What are we doing? Anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Do you uh, have your so, kids seen the show? Have I seen? No. Have your kids me? seen the show? <laughs> have your kids seen the show? Oh God, no! Oh God, no! <laughs> no. God no! No. God no! <laughs> how old are oh, they now? How, how old are they? <laughs> They're 11 and 13. Okay. Right right wow. on that cusp, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Listen, I already I already had, like, a pretty racy comedy special before they were even born. So, like, what are you going to do, man? Like, <laughs> they're know. wandering around the planet, and there's, their mother has a comedy special that where I say on stage, Pussy! <laughs> oh, my. You know, like, so what are you going to do? They're going to see it someday. One day. One, like, are you just not allowed to have children when you're you know well you know i I, I, one thing i thought was uh that i don't know if you could relate to this at all but um i just uh had a surprise breakup with somebody who was a uh, um single milf and she uh brought her kids over to christmas holiday and uh one of them was 18 and he he was cool and just 
you know, like just totally let me, uh, you know, uh, help provide cover and get the get the uh, a little one out of the way. Uh, but then the, uh, the, the, the younger child, the younger child, right, yeah. probably. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And so, yeah. And so then the, uh, but anyways, but you know, the, the younger child probably hopefully had no idea what's happening. And so our excuse was like, uh, cause we're working on a, a writing project together. So we were like, yeah, mommy's got to write right, right now. And it was like, Oh, it's mommy's morning uh, writing session. And so that was our little euphemism. So I don't know if, uh, you know, you know like we, in, had to, we had to work really hard. Yeah. You know, in like college dorms, you hang a tie on the doorknob when you're collaborating with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Collaborating. Yeah. So cause mother, cause moms need sex too. Damn straight. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and so do the mom's boyfriends, but hey, that ain't happening for me this weekend. So, uh, no, but <laughs> Carl's a little bitter. Carl, Carl, you provide a service. You provide a service. Yes, yes, I did Absolutely. very well. So, um, no, but anyways, what sort of uh, tricks have you had to do to uh, trick your kids into not knowing what what mommy's up to? Any any funny stories about that? <laughs> well, let me just point out that the the silver lining on on the divorce cloud is that they have to visit the other parent oh you know yeah so there you go there you freaking go man (laughs) so that's that's good that's a good time that's a good time it's like uh you know when that happens you're like then you go and you get more wine and you you know (laughs) you know your house all of a sudden is a different kind of clean and uh (laughs) you know the candles come out yeah you go back on the tinder app again you know Hello. Maybe yeah. shave your legs. I don't know what girls do. <laughs> so yeah, so, so you're very generous with the uh, with the, with the uh, child custody policy. It's nice. <laughs> you take him for a month. <laughs> it's cool that he's uh, still in their lives. I know it, it. He should be obviously, but it's uh, it's nice. You know, I guess it doesn't yeah, have to be the case. Yeah, the, there's a line in the show that you know I say to the ex-husband. Maybe we'll always be soulmates as parents, but maybe our soul contract is over. You know, like you have children with someone. You must have loved them. I mean, we were married for 10 years. Yeah. So it's a beautiful relationship that it's like a family member that you're going to be able to lean on for the rest of your life, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, so why, why wouldn't you be friends? Yeah. You know, why wouldn't you be helpful? Can, sure. I, can I ask if he got remarried? If he did, he's in a very strong, stable relationship now okay. to a non-actress. Oh, I see. <laughs> so he's much happier. I see. And, and how about yourself? Are you totally single or uh, where are you at these days? Um, I am, I guess I'm dating. I guess I'm dating. I guess I'm single. Okay. Let's put it. Yeah, I'm dabbling. Just dabbling <laughs> with uh, my friend Rosemary tonight. Let's see what happens. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> oh my. Okay. My usual answer, Carl, is... Uh, I'm dating my career. Mm-hmm. You know? Ah, yeah. okay, gotcha. Yep. Okay. But uh, it never picks up any of the checks, huh? <laughs> no, no. That's the whole point of a career. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so then what's the response been in general with uh, the show? I mean, how long have you been doing it in each city? So the, the show now is like my um, – it's a real kind of a moneymaker for me now. It becomes – a source of income as I tour it. So I get to, uh, like, you know how you have your regular agents. I also have a live booking agent who puts me in big theaters in people's theater seasons. So, you know, so you go to Okotoks, Alberta, 
I might be there with my show, Milf Life Crisis. And so, I've, you know, it's great because I actually, I did that uh, with Suddenly Mommy. I crossed the country, mostly Canada, into the States a bit, um, doing, you know, Suddenly Mommy in people's theater seasons, like in performing arts centers. So it's a different area of acting where you're a live performer in soft seat theaters, in soft seat theaters. So, um, uh, so, so now Milk Life Crisis, I, I'm, I'm in people's theater seasons, and it's been great because it provides me a form of income, right? And yeah. I'm performing. Okay, you know what? Literally, that is my friend Rosemary calling me on the other oh, hey. freaking line. <laughs> well, you can tell her to, or hopefully she can wait a little while. <laughs> you can dab later. Dabble with us she's now, al- please. <laughs> she's also a MILF, you know? She's a single yeah. MILF, too. Well, okay. I don't know what time it is in Toronto, but it's not too early to start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm sure she started. Um, but uh, but so the question was, oh, yeah. So the show, I've been doing it since 2015, and I've been performing it across Canada and I, to sold-out crowds. And the response has been, okay, get this, my audiences are like 95% women, like 95% women, and then like 5% men. So the women uh, love the show and then wait for me afterwards and say, okay, I am you. You're, you're living my life. <laughs> oh. Okay, you and me are the same person. Because I, I really feel like comedy is, like our jobs as comedians is to be the voice of, right? The voice of right. society. The voice of, for me, I'm the, the voice of the divorced mom. Uh, you know, when I was first a mother, I was, you know, doing Suddenly Mommy. I was the voice of you know, moms who aren't good at being mothers. You know? yeah. And so, so I think I'm, I feel proud of the show. I feel like I'm providing a service because I think that there's a, there's like an unserved market or there's, you know, once like you're in your forties, no one's sitting there going, Oh my God, you're at the sexiest age you've ever been. No one is saying that. <laughs> you know? huh. They're saying that, you know, you're great in your thirties. No one's like, you know, saying, Oh my God, you're so gorgeous in your forties. No one's saying that to us. Or you're 50. So I'm like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I still have my leopard print. I still go to my Bikram <laughs> yoga. And I'm an actress, so I'm really like concerned about my makeup and my hair and everything. So fuck it. I will be the voice of, we're going to be sexy even if it's, you know, 40s and 50s and 60s. And, you know, because, I mean, I love Amy Schumer, but she's not, she speaks to me, to, she speaks for me a bit, but I think there's still things to be said, you know? Yeah, you're no train wreck, Anne Marie. But uh, no, it says that uh, uh, you're, you're, you mentioned that your kids are asking little things like, "Do you know Amy Schumer? She sounds like she should be your friend." I don't know if that's a good thing. That uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh boy, if your kid is like going, "Gee, mom, you know, I think Amy Schumer would be your best friend." Um, maybe you need to present a different image to your child. I don't know. <laughs> I think they. I think my kids are just rolling their eyes at me and going, mm-hmm. "Okay, we don't have a normal mom, and we're just gonna have to like, like." Okay, for instance, I have a huge poster of myself in my milk life crisis, you know, fucking poster with my boobs hanging out. Like all you can see is my cleavage. You know, <laughs> are, are you able to like autograph me. one for me and uh, send it over? <laughs> okay. Carl's had kind of a tough week. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, honestly, the hardest part when, you know, I was presented with, like, come on. I thought I was going to be married forever. I'm very 
you know, traditional Polish Catholic girl. I what? So a ever. Polish Catholic guy, Anne-Marie. Are you a Polish Catholic guy, Carl, with a last name like yours? I'm not surprised. And you thought her last name was Scheffling? Scheffler. <laughs> Scheffler. <laughs> yeah, well. German, what do you want? Well, Close so, enough. yeah, so we'll have to Anne-Marie. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. Sorry, I don't mean to make you feel uncomfortable. I do that for everyone. Um, so, no, please go ahead. Uh, but, 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 when yeah. I, but when I was presented with, you know, I want a divorce. I was, my first thought, my literally my first thought was, oh, come on. I'm 40-something now. Like, I'm not, you could have done it when we, I was in my 30s. Right. I'm so afraid that I'd, I'd be too old for anyone to ever have sex with me again no. or ever find me attractive. Aww. And then you, I know. It's so sad. Are you crying? It's so sad. Oh. But, but that was like the first thought because that's what society tells you, right? Yeah. Like, that's what society tells you. Like, yeah. unless you're a certain age, there's an ageism in society. And so then when I, like, stopped crying for a moment and looked around, I went, holy shit, I don't have this, pro- this is not a problem unless I decided the problem. Yeah. And, and if, if my manager wants me to have a sexy divorce show, I'm going to have a sexy divorce show. And, and then I turned this thing into Mill's Life Crisis and I, I put, you know, my poster is me in a leopard print looking all sassy. <laughs> and then all these women come out to the show and they're all dressed in leopard print, and they're looking all sassy. And like, oh my God, I have just created happiness for us, and you know, That's so empowerment. Cool. You know, we're not going to menopause the musical. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, there's got to be <laughs> something before that. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So then, um, what about? Uh, okay, so a couple other things that you say, your kids ask you, um, like, uh, I like daddy's girlfriend better than daddy and you. That's got to hurt. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> That's a good one, eh? So, so go, I should, send him I off should to get Lula. Nathan on the phone right now. I should just get my son on the phone and he can talk to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta give that kid a piece of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> someone has to raise him. Some, Kevin, someone it has to Might as well him. be an anonymous podcaster he's never met. <laughs> Well, that's who's raising them now, anyway. Let's be honest. <laughs> Probably the YouTubers a, are raising my yeah, children. I don't a, know. More of a Joe Rogan kind of kid, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, if uh, if PewDiePie has some something to say to the world, my kids know about it. Oh, dear. <laughs> so then, um, what about? Uh, apparently, you said you had a, you said that you had a recent stalker, and there's a warrant out for his arrest. What's that Whoa. about? Yeah, that's true too. But just to finish that that thought. Oh, sure, like, sure. So my my uh, ex husband he, he's got a wonderful partner now, and she's very stable and normal, and, and like has like in all the best ways. And, yeah, I'm sure she's know, great. And has her own. <laughs> what's that? I'm sure she's terrific. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, I have to I have to open this bottle of wine. Hang on a second. Okay, do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, it drives you to drink. Oh, oh my god, I just gotta wipe my eyes here. I'm okay. I'm okay. But that comment from my son was like, uh, because, you know, kids also want normalcy. They they turn on, well, maybe not modern family, thank God, but like the, there is a sense of normal mom who ma- bakes cookies and, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't run away to auditions or, you know, call you from the Montreal uh, Just for Last Festival drunk. You know, like, <laughs> like me, and I do it out of love, people. I do it out of love. Well, I think as long as you're but not I, calling them asking for bail money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, why not? Because if they have that money, what else are they using it? They want their mother to be 
I would be happy happy to bail my mother out of Montreal prison. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have an opportunity to sleep with a big comedian, mm-hmm. but you should take it. Absolutely. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Male or female. Sure. We're a very but. progressive podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, speak for yourself, Kevin. Okay. Uh, no, so then, um, uh, yeah, so I wanted to ask also, so tell us about the stalker, yeah, so what what happened? Oh, well, that's just, uh, it's this, I guess it's the, the rough side of, of being so exposed. Like, I mean, we're all exposed. You guys are exposed. Well, that, that's very nice of you to say. <laughs> I, actually, I'm wearing clothes right now, but... Uh. <laughs> Well, I guess it's social media. I don't know. I I literally was, you know, I I go to yoga. I love my yoga. And this guy was just a practitioner at yoga. He just was, he joined yoga. And then he had like harassed previous woman to me. Um, And then when he, when he was at this yoga class, he, he was interested in, he asked me out and I said, no. And then he kept pursuing me and I kept saying no. And then he found me, like, he didn't know I was Anne-Marie Scheffler the big fancy actress, which really, you know, <laughs> I'm from Canada. Anyway, so. We're big like in France. That, yeah. he, he found me online and then it was, you know, just fan page stuff, which is fine. But then he was, then it ended up being like too much where he was like leaving roses on my car and like, you know, he got banned from the yoga place because he was being very aggressive with me and like moving his mat to be near me. And it was just like, like, how am I supposed to just be like Joe Schmo walking the earth, going to my yoga class, and be celebrity, <laughs> and then deal with someone? Like, I don't know. It's weird. It's so weird. Because you're supposed to be, you know, vlogging every morning and, you know, sharing your innermost uh, authentic feelings, and then also, like, want your children to be safe, you know? Right. It's a fine Can line. Can you fix that for me? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so then, uh, and then apparently uh, you were saying that you, you had the weird experience of you sold out a show in a huge theater, and then people are still asking, what's your name? Yeah, yeah, oh, but that's the other thing, right? Like, it's, uh, it's a fun, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know this industry. You guys, let's figure it out together. <laughs> but um, my, one of my things is to, because my name is Anne-Marie Scheffler, Scheffler. Right. No one can say it, including you two people. <laughs> my new best friend. <laughs> just just so, one of them, technically. <laughs> just Kevin. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it was me that I screwed that up. I was making fun of Carl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Fair enough. But, like, you know, we're, I don't know. But there's names are names. They are what they are. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I guess I'm way too deep in my career to change it. So it's Anne Marie Scheffler. That's just what it is. But then um, somewhere I had a business manager who said, they're not going to know your name. They're going to know your show. So he was branding, you know, branding Suddenly Mummy. So it's true. I became the Suddenly Mummy woman, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're the girl from Suddenly Mummy or, oh, my God, you're Suddenly Mummy. So it's like, fair enough. If that gets me to fame and fortune and then eventually they'll have to learn my name, fair enough. (laughs) And so then... (laughs) I'll be like 95. Do you know my name now? <laughs> Do you think people could pronounce Tom Hanks at first? Probably not. <laughs> right. See, it used to be Thomas Hankelstein. Right. And then he... <laughs> yeah. It's the nature of the beast. He to... 
So, yeah, so there's a, a beautiful theater I go out to in the Rocky Mountains in Canada um, called uh, Kicking Horse Culture, Golden BC. I love it over there. Like, literally, when I stayed there in the artist residence, they're like, um, so, yeah, when, before you go to the theater, let us know. And you don't want to open the back door because there's a bear out there. So <laughs> don't go at the back door. Like, that's how, you know, into the Rockies we are. It's Everything's not all just... You know, New York, Toronto, Chicago, L.A., there's other people who need entertainment, too. Absolutely. So, wow. Would you so, say that's the strangest venue you ever performed at? Or uh... Yeah, it's a venue. They like me there, and the, the guy who books it, he, he's, he just loved me. I, I did a showcase. It's, you know, you go out to different um, cities, and you showcase your show, and then the, the presenters, the people who own those theaters, who run those theaters, they choose you from your showcase. So I had a, like a kick-ass showcase while I was going through my divorce. It was 2014. I do this amazing showcase in Vancouver and all those um, British Columbia and Alberta and, and Seattle, Washington, like the West Coast, Northern West Coast, they're there to pick up the shows they want to put in their theaters. So I got a lot of bookings for Suddenly Mummy, probably because I was channeling my divorce energy into, <laughs> you know, my art. So I... I, uh, I became a sweetheart got lots of bookings out there and they they pay well you know it's like mm -hmm. a comic going on tour but it's like really nice and so then he, i sold out his venue with suddenly mummy and then he in golden bc and then he said well what's the next one i said it's milf life crisis and he said well i cannot book that <laughs> and i'm like why not and he's like because that's too dirty and sexy oh. and i said well you're wrong yes. it's, not, it's not a strip show and then i i literally had to convince him by i sent him a video of bits of my show and then audience reactions i had women after the show just talking to my me and my camera person who said oh my god it was so sweet and it's good like because it sounds like i'm just going to be standing on stage talking about well i kind of am i am just standing on stage talking about sex but with like with a storyline <laughs> with a storyline sure with a hero's journey there's a hero's journey there's wow a, uh, epic an arc I yeah. wanted to ask if you'd ever had any like awful experiences on stage, like during your show, not necessarily just like drawing a blank, which is what I would probably do almost immediately, <laughs> but you know, like anything with the audience, any kind of heckling, anything like that. Sure. Like I, there's the one part in the show where I, you know, my main character, me, Anne-Marie doesn't want to be dating again, is reluctantly going into the single world and her girlfriend, Kendra, who I've told you about, uh, she's like, oh my God, you're a MILF and you're single. You get to play. So then I go into this porno, 1970s porno music, and I put on a leopard print robe and I, you know, act out a porno, which is terrible because I'm, it's very comical. It's not very sexy. It's very comical. And then I, um, I take from the audience a plumber, you know, I go and I get a plumber from the audience. Usually it's like a, 70-year-old man and his wife's like pointing like, take him, take him, oh my God. <laughs> you know, and I get, I get like a, a, like a real sweet old man on stage going, uh, you got some plumbing that needs attention? <laughs> and, it, you know, it's very sweet. It's like kind of foolproof. But when I was in Medicine Hat, Alberta, boy, I shouldn't be outing the audience, should I? Well, you just did. When I, <laughs> when I was in Beijing, China. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got an audience member to be the plumber and he got on stage and he really was a 
stripper. He was a male stripper. <laughs> and he started to do really sexy things to a point where I was like, oh, my God, how, one, how do I stop him? Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you know, two, is, is, have I just handed over my show to be hijacked? Like, oh, no. now it's going to be a whole different show. He was not going to give me my check. He wasn't you know? 70, was he? <laughs> no. Not this no. one. He was like 35. He was okay. like 35. So it wasn't bad at all. I mean, beautiful body and That's all that 70 stuff. in male stripping worlds. <laughs> There's a market for that, Kevin. All right, sure. There's a market. I've got so much to learn. <laughs> We're living longer. Our <laughs> needs are busy. Um, yeah. But he kind of like, could you like not get him off the stage? A little bit, a little bit, but but then again, you know, honestly, I've been doing, I've been performing live for so long, I I, I was able to, I was able to do that. And they, you know, this is something that happens to me too. Um, there's me who's like talking to you, and there's me who's talking to my agent, going, "Why didn't I get that audition? Let's make them see me." Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's me who's on stage, and that person is not me. It's like I'm channeling something from above because I can be braver, right? And I can be more like. Like I'll I'll watch what I've done on stage and go fuck, Whew, that's courageous. Like, where did that come oh, from? Oh, that was me. You know, yeah, yeah, that's like, awesome. You kind of have to take on. You need extra help from above. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think I think that moment that that I got a little extra help to get him off. You know. <laughs> Like Not it. off the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, Come on, Dave. I want to be a little specific there. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. Come on. <laughs> so, do you, uh, d- uh, have you had any other um, like uh, noteworthy uh, roles in uh, outside of uh, doing your own stage shows, or any stories from uh, like other acting for others? Sure, sure. I mean, there was a time I did a TV commercial, and um, it was a beer commercial for Labatt. No, huh? was it? <laughs> yep. Cool. Yep. Labatt Blue. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the director uh, was very handsome and great, and everyone loved him. And my part was done, and they wanted me, like I was wrapped, and it was like, you know, a four-day shoot, and I was wrapped on day three. And on day four, they asked me to come back. They they even sent a driver, and they had made um, a chicken. They had made a, uh, they had made a bikini out of chicken, like out of bright yellow chicken feathers. Like I would, so they wanted me. They wanted to do the last shot where they opened the door and I was standing there in a in a bikini made out of chicken feathers. Wow, that's that I paints know. a picture. I mean, that, that happens in Canada a lot, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the sad part. Here's the Canadian part of that story. I was too scared and didn't like the idea of being objectified, mm-hmm. and so I said no. What? Okay. No, that makes sense. I would have too. It could have been better for my career. You could have been that chicken feather bikini lady. <laughs> for years and years and yeah, years. Yeah, you would have been typecast. For my fucking life. <laughs> so then, um, what, uh, as far as, like, do you do regular straight-up stand-up as well, or just these, uh, like, acting and creating your own story shows, or just one of your favorite stories from stand-up I'll do itself? anything. I'll do anything to be an actor. I will do anything. <laughs> Wow. But just like just like you guys, like you audition for dramas, you audition for the woman, like, you know, uh, you know, the big show right now is uh, Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love Margaret Atwood. She's Canadian icon. Yay. She invented the and chicken feather to, bikini. <laughs> and a feather bikini. I think so. Let's see what she thinks. Let's have yeah. them all wear that instead of those Puritan robes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Under his egg. <laughs> I, I, then I would have watched. But, uh. <laughs> Carl's had a long week, Anne-Marie. 
Oh, Carl, if only there was a woman in your life. <laughs> there was. Wow. Oh, like, what did you do to her? You, she left like, what happened? I can't. We'll have to talk about Carl next. No, yeah, we'll talk privately. <laughs> we'll hang out. <laughs> Anyway, I just can't. There's lawyers involved. No, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> lawyers, guns, and money. I know, right? Um, yeah, so then um, let's see what else we got here. Oh, so uh, any um, – what do you, have you encountered any fact from uh, your folks or anything like that over what you've done? Any, any what? Any, did you get any uh, flack from your, from your parents or other family members? Like, oh, my God, honey, how can you talk about that? Well, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, sure, I think I got I got a divorce out of the whole thing. I mean, not not that I talked about the family, okay. but just the, the lifestyle of being an actor is not it's not a choice. You know, it's not yeah. a choice. It's a calling. So I think that mm-hmm. really, it's a calling. It's, it's a, a vocation. It's like a virus. It's, <laughs> it's an affliction. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you know I you know when you like for me I've always been dating in my industry I've always had boyfriends who are actors mostly actors you know are all actors and then you marry someone who's not an actor and then your marriage doesn't work you're like hmm maybe that's a problem do you think that was a, but, a real issue in your relationship yeah I do yeah. I do because I'm ambitious I'm ambitious and just you know you can't have babies and be happy and then be told you're not, why are you still ambitious? Yeah. Why are you ambitious? You have it. You have it all. Look at Look around you. You're, it's like, yes, I have it all, but there's this part of me that's, you know, does comedy specials that, yeah. you know, thinks I'm going to change the world with my jokes or with mm-hmm. my fucking whatever, you know, and, and that if that's not understood or not, you know, then if I became... I was I felt guilty like and he he, yeah. he thought like what what are you hiding from me? I'm hiding my desire for my passion for yeah. my career and that's not a healthy probably relationship probably. It takes probably. a lot of support. It takes a lot of support. Yeah. But you're like yeah. a Canadian Liz Lemon. Thank you. <laughs> right? Thank you. Except exactly. Real. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I guess well, uh, or go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say funny you said, you said Tina Fey because I was, I had two little babies. I mean, they're 11 and 13 now, but when, like, Tina Fey is probably my age, I think, maybe a year older or a year younger or something. And I seriously had just bought a house in Toronto. I had this beautiful husband. I had this wonderful minivan. had the wonderful mortgage. I had two healthy, beautiful boys. And I turned, I'm watching 30 Rock, and my head fell off my shoulders. Because uh-huh. there was a woman who was a mother who was 40 or over and she was a writer and star of a TV show. And I almost just like cried with tears of joy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so at 65, I'm going <laughs> to hit it hard. <laughs> and do you find that there's any uh, big difference in what people relate to between the LA and Canadian audiences for your show? Yeah, that's a really good question. I feel like the women, my, you know, the, like I, I'll tell you, there's differences in representation and the way I feel when I go into meetings in L, L.A. versus Toronto. Like I feel like this is my feeling about Los Angeles. Everyone's open. Everyone's like you might be the next big thing, so people respect actors, and you know, there's there's a buzz, there's an energy. I feel like there's 
endless possibilities. I feel like LA is the great equalizer. You, you step off the plane and you're like, you know, anything can happen here because it's the land of milk and honey and there's no <laughs> snow. It's, there's a real, like, you know, I am born in Canada. So there's a, also another, it's like a geography thing for me too, to not be in snow and like to be mm-hmm. there when I'm there. I'm so, so happy. <laughs> and, and then when I'm in Toronto, there's a feeling that the industry is it's changing. There's, there's more opportunities now, but here it's a little bit like, mm, well, it's not a great business and you know entertainment is a little you know like are you sure you still want to do this so there's not this like expansive no limit kind of feeling right the way maybe it's in my head but i feel in in la or maybe it's america versus canada but but the audiences when i get on stage when i with the milf life crisis in la i fucking have women who are like okay oh my god my friend needs to see this. When are you doing it again? When are you doing it? Oh my God, we have to have this. And like, there's so, like it, the audience is there and the audiences here are the same. The women want to be, want to be represented. You know, mm-hmm. like the, I think the, that passes geography. Yeah. Cause no, like, I don't know if I'm sure there are more people than me talking for the divorced woman or the still being sexy in your forties and fifties. But there's, there is a bit of a gap where you go from mummy too fucking matronly like mummy <laughs> to menopause right. mummy to like old lady you know what i mean <laughs> and there's this no man's region where mm, i i got another good 10 years 20 years of you know still being fucking hot can we not get me laid no right? it's just not like a good time for me you know well so. Um, well, hey, we need to uh, wrap it up, but I uh, just wanted to see if you could uh, let let people know uh, when your next show is again here in L.A., and I guess also for Toronto, we'll, uh, being the World Wide Web, probably be heard there, too. So, Absolutely. So I'm, I'm in uh, Los Angeles with MILF Life Crisis on March, Thursday, March 22nd at 9 p.m., 9 p.m. at Second City Hollywood, and... That's Milf Life Crisis, and you can just go to milflifecrisis.com to get all the ticket information. And I'm in Toronto at the Social Capital Theater, a cool comedy club, um, and that is April 27th, and that's 8 p.m. in Toronto. Again, milflifecrisis.com for all your ticket details. Awesome. Well, hey, well, thanks for joining us, and uh, wish you the best, and yeah. I definitely want to meet up when, uh, when you're down here in L.A. and check out the show. Oh, come see it. Yeah, get a stalker Excellent. on both sides of the border. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Appreciate it. Congratulations sure. on, on having the whole world at your fingertips and Murray Scheffler. Thank you so much, Kevin. She can turn the world on with a smile. <laughs> All right, well, thanks. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Until next time, I'm Carl Kosofsky. I'm Kevin Corcoran. I'm Dr. David Robinson. And this has been Oh Man, That's Awful. Thanks for listening. <laughs>